Thank you, Pastor, for the opportunity to speak tonight. And so I would like to take your Bibles and turn to Isaiah chapter 41 and verse 10. That is Isaiah chapter 41 and verse 10. And if your Bible is like mine, 100 page 1006. Isaiah 41 and verse 10, it reads, Fear thou not, for I am with thee. Be not dismayed, for I am thy God. I will strengthen thee, yea, I will help thee. Yea, I will uphold thee with the right hand of my righteousness. Behold, all they that were incensed against thee shall be ashamed and confounded. They shall be as nothing. And they that strive with thee shall perish. Thou shalt seek them, and shalt not find them, even them that contend with thee. They that war against thee shall be as nothing, and as a thing of naught. For I, the Lord thy God, will hold thy right hand, saying unto thee, Fear not, I will help thee. Fear not, thou worm, Jacob, and ye men of Israel, I will help thee, saith the Lord, and thy Redeemer, the Holy One of Israel. May the Lord bless the reading of his word to our hearts as we send our thoughts on the subject Trust in God to keep his promises. Shall we pray? Our Father and our God, we give you thanks for being our Redeemer, our Savior, our Master, our Lord. God, we thank you for all your goodness and your mercy, tender compassion, not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. We pray, O oh Father and O oh God, that men and women everywhere will turn unto you and be saved before it is too late. As we see the day of Christ's return approaching, Father, help us to develop a strong resolve that we will be faithful and we will trust you to see us through these difficult times. O oh God, defeat the forces of evil. May your will be accomplished and through us these verses we ask to Christ, O Lord. Amen. Down through the ages, God has proven himself to be a promise keeper. But for unknown reason or reasons, it seems that the vast majority of this generation do not trust God and his promises. Unfortunately, though, people are looking for and looking to humans who call themselves politicians to keep their promises. You shall recall not so long ago that 
a politician on another island made some promises while he was campaigning and he won the election, perhaps based on those promises. I'm sure some of you uh, already know what I'm talking about because some of you are laughing, some of you are smiling. No sooner than the man got in office, he said that I'm not a miracle worker. Therefore, do not expect me to solve all the problems of this country. Boy, that must have been very disappointing, really. However, 365 times in the Bible, God said to his people, Do not be afraid. I will take care of you. I will keep my promises that I have made to you. Observe with me something uh, very or rather interesting about these 365 promises that God has made, promising that he is going to take care. Notice the first phrase. Fear not is found 169 times in the Bible. The phrase, be not afraid, 79 times. Have no fear, 25 times. The phrase, shall not fear, 55 times. And do not fear, 37 times. I see some people adding on their, uh, what do you call it, tablet. How many times that is? 300 and 65 times. One for each day of the year. And somebody said that there is another one uh, about a little different uh, to make it 366. God did not forget the leap here. Um, <laughs> but the truth be told, every one of us struggle with fear. The question is, what are some of the things that you are afraid of? What are some of the things that you are fearful about? Okay, don't answer, but I'm glad you asked. And I'll call some of them that I think that we are afraid of or we're fearful about. The fear of dying. Anybody? The fear of flying. Some, the fear of sailing. Some, others, dog bites. Corona. Spiders. Deaths. Failure. The future. And the list goes on and on. There seems to be no end of the things that People are fearful about. Our text, however, teaches us that the solution to our fear is the presence of God. Here's our main point. The Lord will never leave those who belong to him. We could also say it in another way. Because God is here, 
we should have no fear. These verses that we read gave us two commands that we should obey. One, do not fear. Two, do not be dismayed. They also give us two reasons why we should obey. One, for the Lord is with you. Number two, for I am your God. They also give us three promises that God will keep. One, I will strengthen you. Two, I will help you. Three, I will uphold you with my right hand. God tells us what not to do. Don't fear and don't be dismayed. Then he says why we should not fear. Because he is with us and because he is our God. Then he tells us three things that he will do, that we mentioned already. He will strengthen us, he will help us, and he will uphold us. Over and over and over we are reminded in those short verses. So you will notice God said later on in the chapter with verses that we did not read, which continue. Verse 15. I will make thee a new sharp threshing instrument. Verse 17. I will not forsake you. Verse 18. I will open rivers in the in high places, I will make the wilderness a pool of water and the dry land springs of water. Verse 19, I will plant in the wilderness the cedar tree and the oil tree. Lord, please plant the oil tree in Nevis. So that the price of gas could go down. And the price of electricity could also go down. And the surcharge. In other places we are told. I will not leave you comfortless. I will not or I will give you rest. I will fight your battles. I will come again and receive you unto myself. Have you ever wondered what more could God say or do to get his people to trust him? All the promises that he has made and he has proved himself to be a faithful promise keeper. Then people still not trusting him. But we trust people 
And then later on we hear that they are not keeping the promise. Or they are not keeping the promises. However, Psalm 37 verses 3 to 5 says, Trust in the Lord and do good. So shall thou dwell in the land and verily thou shalt be fed. Delight thyself in the Lord and he shall give the desires of thine heart. Commit thy way unto the Lord. Trust also in him and he shall bring it to pass. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Proverbs chapter 3 and verses 5, 6 and 7. Trust in the Lord with all thine heart and lead it on thine own understanding. In all thy ways acknowledge him and he shall direct thy path. Be not wise in your own conceit or in your own eyes. Fear the Lord and depart from evil. This world is about as evil as it can get. But it's getting worse. This world is getting so evil that even Putin for Russia. Putin is there, man? Uh, that's how you correct it, Pastor Wayne? Or Putin. Putin or Putin. I was telling my wife, I didn't know that Putin was a Christian. Putin said that um, the people of the West are infidels. And they are satanic. They kill babies. They murder babies. And they turn men and things into women. My Lord. <laughs> Putin said that. Shame on us. Shame on us. And they want to take away Ukraine. To turn Ukraine into infidels like them. <laughs> wow. Brethren. When we speak about trust. Trust in God. It means. Having a strong confidence in him. Total reliance. Trustworthiness. A firm belief to depend upon. Do we have that kind of trust and confidence in God in these crooked and wicked times? Very briefly, in keeping with our subject, trust in God to keep his promises. One, those of you writing, I want you to tell yourself tonight, I will trust God because he's always with me. He has made that promise over and over. And Psalm 23 that everybody should know and understand that children are struggling with memory verses because the verses, perhaps they have it in their phone. Listen, put the phone away and Memorize the word of God and put it in your brain. I believe one of the reasons why children are having 
so much problems with uh, exams and final exams is that just about everything in their phone and very little in their heads. And you cannot take your phone into an exam room. So you need to have it in your brain. And I thought that if people couldn't take, if people can't take their phone in exam room, they shouldn't be able to take their phone in church and have them making noise and disturbing church anyhow. It wouldn't want it to be a fair game. You can't even have your phone in you and say you're going to turn it off. No, no, no. You turn it off and put it in your bag and leave it outside. You say I should be true in church. Bring in your Bible. Anyway, let me stop there before I get myself in trouble. Uh, that's not part of the sermon. Um, <laughs> Psalm 23, verse 4. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for thou art with me. Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. A man was going around in a supermarket and said, I have $100 here. I'm offering. I don't know if it was. It looked like it was real. Anybody who could quote a verse from the Bible, any verse, several people said, mm, no, no. And he got to a woman and she said, if you could quote a verse, this is $100 for you. And she said, well, I think um, something said um, about um, our father who was in heaven. And the man gave him the $100. That's the only, and she can't even remember where it's from. What has gone wrong? How could anybody not know Psalm 1 and Psalm 23? If I had $100 to give away, I'll give $100 tonight. For any child under 25 could quote Psalm 1 and Psalm 23. But anyway, you don't have time for that. Mr. Um, <laughs> Michael, you lose up. But um, <laughs> this is sweet. Yay! Though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. For thou art with me. Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. Thou preparest a tell before me in the presence of my enemies. Thou anointest my head with oil. My cup runneth over. Surely... Goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life and I shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever. If you don't know that, you should not be dwelling in the house of the Lord forever. So, you better learn it. Um, <coughs> Notice that it does not say God was with me. In Isaiah, that we just read, chapter 41. Oh, he did not say, God will be with me. He said, God is with me. And the psalmist also. God has promised, I'll be with you. And so it was good for them. And it is still good for us in these times. Amen. What was good for them back there is still good for us now. And for the generations to come. For our children and their children and their children's children. Oh man, I love that song. I love that song. You remember, was it last Sunday we played it in Sunday school? Um, the children's children. I mean, we're talking about um, passing the baton. And, um, you know, 
that morning, Sunday morning, the first song that uh, came up on my phone, having my devotion, the first song that came up was that. Then I turn on, you know, I usually turn on and play a song. And uh, that was the first song that came up, and I thought, oh, what well, this would be appropriate for a Sunday school class. This morning, we were talking about passing the button from generation to generation. And so it is, brethren, that, um, you know, we gotta, God was good to those in the past. And God is still good to us today. God was good to us the past, over the past 50 years. Over the past 48 years. Over the past 10 years. But this generation seems to think that, that God is not good for them. This can be translated and say, there is nothing to fear because God is here. Oh, there is so much to be afraid about these days. And even to get people to walk forward and trust Christ and even to get people to follow Christ in baptism, even to get some Christians to stand up and give a testimony, they say, me fear. You're afraid of your sins. What is interested, Billy? Wait, 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 wait. <laughs> or maybe you're afraid because of your sins. <laughs> because people are not afraid to commit sin these days, it seems. In order to face the future with confidence, we need to have a strong faith in God. And do not fear what man may say, what man may do. Moses needed it and God gave it to him. God promised Moses, my presence will go with you. I will give you rest. In the psalm, you just read Psalm 23. And you should cherish those verses in these difficult times. Times are difficult now. And they're getting more difficult every day. Number two. I will trust God. Because. He is my God. He is not their God. He is our God. He is your God. Whenever you trust God. Even when your circumstances appear contrary to your hopes, you can exercise and establish your faith in him because he will not let you down. Number three, I will trust God because he is my strength. Verse 27, or Psalm 27 rather. The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the strength of my life. Amen. Amen. Of whom shall I be afraid? Psalm 29, 11. The Lord gives strength to his people. 
The Lord bless his people with peace. This world is in pieces. This world is in turmoil. Families are in pieces and families are in turmoil. Families are breaking up like crazy. Brethren, if you are in God and you are with God and God is with you, God could save your family from destruction. In some cases, while you are for peace, there are those who are not for peace. And my heart goes out to those who probably made a bad choice and have someone who is just not interested in peace. Trust that God would grant you his grace, whatever it takes, that you'll be able to get through that and be able to enjoy life. It was never God's intention for you to marry a person to pause your hell on earth. It's for you to enjoy life, to have a partner who will be there with you in difficult and challenging times because these are challenging times. Number four, I will trust God to help me. Because he's always present. Lord, I'm with you even unto the end of the world. He promises his strength. He promises his help. He promises his presence. Then we are told in Hebrews 16 and, oh sorry, Hebrews 13 and 6. So that we may boldly say with confidence that God is my helper. And because God is my helper and God is with me, I will not be afraid what man can do. God will never Take away his friendship from you. You may walk away from God, but God still loves you. God comes after you and brings you back into the fold like the prodigal son. You know. Father went after him and said, Daddy, I'm no longer to be called a son. Make me one of your hired servants. You cannot be a hired servant. You are my son. Right, my fellow? Amen. Oh, man, it's so nice to have you back. And, oh, I'm so happy to see you. What a blessing. God bless you and keep you and cause you to prosper and just make you a better person every day. That's what God can do. God does not give up on people. Neither should we. Even if they try to make us enemy, still try to befriend them really and let them know that I'm not your enemy. I'm your brother. I'm your sister. The enemy is not in here. The enemy is out there. And he's seeking to destroy all of us. But let's move on very quickly. Uh, no, uh, number five. 
I will trust God because he set me free. Amen. He set us free from bondage. Number, let's move on. Number five. I'm taking up more time here. Um, Sister Maynard, I was not looking at you. Okay. She, she didn't. She, uh, well, maybe it's my fault. But um, <coughs> Well, that's a secret between two of us. Number six. I will trust God. Because he has never let me down. Listen, the amount of people that have let me down and disappoint me. Boy, almost enough to make me give up on God, but no. No. It's not God's fault. Sometimes, a lot of times, people give up on you because what? They think that you, oh, you're doing too well and you might catch them up. So they make sure they let go your line. People will let you down. God will not. Number seven. I will trust God because he always keeps his promises. You can trust him that he will. Man will not keep his promise a lot of time for whatever reason. Sometimes people make you promises and they know that they're lying to you. Let me move on before I get into things that I don't want to get into. Number eight. Finally, finally, I will trust God because he is my defender and my provider. Amen? Amen? Psalm 23 again. He prepares a table before me in the presence of my enemies. And they don't like it. And the psalm goes on. What a wonderful psalm. A psalm that all of us should know. And brethren, we could go on and on here and give a thousand reasons why we ought to trust God. But I like this one. He's my defender and my provider. For my Sunday school lesson this morning, I trust that you, well, those of you who had not thought of those two things that you would want to ask God for, I trust that you give it some thought and think about it. Whether if God were to come to you and ask you, what is it that you want me to do for you? The two most outstanding things. Brethren, you need to ask God for guidance and protection. For this world is a dangerous place. More than ever. I think it was Solomon asked for wisdom. Perhaps your greatest need, maybe you think you need some finances. It's a matter to you. But never, ever ask God for wealth. If that is your top priority, God have mercy on you. You could have all the wealth in the world and you don't have health. What are you going to do with it? Health comes before wealth. A lot of people destroy their health in search for wealth. Then they get the wealth and have to leave it. Ask God to provide for you and meet your needs. God is able. God is capable. Trust in God to keep his promises 
time will not permit us to go on and on, but I like verse uh, chapter uh, 41 and verse 13. Let's look at it again in closing. For I am the Lord thy God. God, I will uphold you with my right hand, saying unto thee, Fear not! I will help thee, brethren. We need help right now more than any other time. Look at what happened in Great Britain. And the irony that the lady who they were trusting, she named Trust, and they have lost all trust in her in one month. And she has admitted that it was a mistake. Everybody thought that tax cuts would really do it. The other man said, no, I will increase taxes. Now she said that she realized that some mistakes were made. One month. And her name is Trust. Somebody said, they should have called her Trust and not Trust. Because here we trusted her. And we have lost trust in trust. They need to look to God. Now I'm not making fun of it, brethren. Because it's sad. The British pound is at the lowest it has ever been. Equivalent to about a US dollar. And there is no sign that it's coming back up anytime soon. What the pastor said, buy the pounds now. Because in a couple of years you might go back up to four. <laughs> well, don't gamble. Trust God. Burdening the people of the world and nations of this world need to turn to God and trust God to deliver us out of this terrible situation that the world is in and there is no man on this earth is able to deliver this world. Only God can. And until they turn to God. We are going to be in serious trouble. God is able. And God is willing. May I ask you. What is it you might be going through right now? You might be going through a difficult period in your life. They do come. Is your faith in God strong enough to keep you from walking away from God? It bothers me ever so often. When I see people walk away from God. When you walk away from God. To whom shall you go? No matter what man has done to you. No matter what the circumstances are. Do not walk away from God. God is able. God is capable. Sometimes God is just testing us. Allowing. You remember God allowed the devil to test Job. Wonder why. Lord, why? But Job came out far better after the test. Test. Who like tests? Who like exams? Oh, people are so nervous about it. But after the exam, yeah, 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 hooray, hooray, hooray. 23 distinctions. Fourteen distinctions, twelve distinctions, eight distinctions.
distinctions. Nine distinctions. But you didn't want to. You, you, but you're all nervous about it. But afterwards, you feel good. Eh? Eh? Right? God is testing us. God is trying us in these times. The Bible says that there's going to be a great fall away in the end. And I believe that these are the end times. I believe that we are in the end times. Don't you? Therefore, I admonish you. Trust God to deliver us. The coming days, the coming months, could be real tough. With this oil crisis, only God knows. But brethren, face the future with confidence that God will see us through it. If you are not a born-again believer, if you are not a born-again believer, trust God. Be saved. God will give you the grace and the strength. I don't understand why people don't want to be saved in these ugly times and difficult times, uncertain times. Here we have a certain God. I encourage you. Trust him. He has promised, I will not leave you. I will not forsake you. I will uphold you with the right hand of my righteousness. God is a righteous God and he cannot fail. Therefore, trust him. If you have a need, something in your life that you're fearful about, commit it to God. Let him have his way with you. Stick close to God. Don't let your problems and your challenges drive you away from God. There isn't anything too hard for him to do.